0: And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and this is Group Therapy. It's a the time when I get to sit down with these two gentlemen and we talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. I'm going to let them introduce themselves real quick, and we're going to start on the viewer's right. Hey, this is David Gray, news writer with the Livingston Parish News.
1: On the left. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News.
0: And today we are getting into the slow time. The very slow time, uh, the sort of the doldrums of, of summer. Uh, still plenty going on on the news end. Some yeah, of the
2: lifestyle, for, for Rob, it's a little slow, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's fair for a that's minute, fair. for a minute. Uh, yeah, right up until we get into wood bad and basketball tournaments and that kind of thing. So, we are going to start with you, Rob, just uh, covering a couple of things real quick, uh, before we get into the news. Um, you will be uh, meeting for all parish baseball, correct? That's
1: correct. We're going to do that this evening at uh, Sombreros. They've been really good to us. Uh, basically, I, I just tell the tell the coaches I'm I'm there to count votes and eat food, and uh, it's always good to meet with them. Though uh, we we've been able to do that do that the past. Uh, I think we did it last year. Was the first time uh, since COVID kind of hit, and that was really cool. Uh, it's always good to sit down and and just meet with them and talk with them and. Just see what's going on as they head into the summer. And that's what we'll be doing this evening.
0: Gotcha. Uh, and also want to remind folks as we get into the summer, of course, there's summer baseball, basketball, and football in the form of seven on seven. Most of that just lasts in June because July gets so hot. Um, I know you said uh, the basketball starts this
1: evening. Today. Today or uh, yesterday. It, it, it uh, kind of, yeah, would, uh, if, we're, if we're pushing this on Thursday, we're recording this on Wednesday. So it's uh, Wednesday. The Woodlawn League uh, is starting up. Uh, a bunch of teams from the parish in there. Uh, it kind of snuck up on me, to be honest with you. Just kind of go, hey, wait, hold on. But uh, that that's good. And, like you said, that'll be going on through June. Uh, and we'll, we'll be trying to get out there, David and myself. We, we're we just uh, fixing to share the schedules for 7-on-7 for and basketball. So we, we can see what we can do there. And you mentioned seven on seven starts June eighth that's and, correct, and that's a uh, month long deal isn't that'll it? be that they go usually about four weeks on that so uh just that that gives them a kind of gauge to uh, kind of see where they're where they're going. We're coming out of uh some spring football for all of them of, of course and uh, you know uh, every every coach I talked to said they, they've got uh, plenty to build on and also stuff to work on which uh I think at this point that's where you need to be sure.
0: Uh, last but certainly not least, and sorry, Rob, I guess we kind of, we, we just did all of yours all up front. Uh, I do promise that happened organically. Uh, you got a call on Friday, and as it turns out, it looks like the Hornets are going to be looking for a new football coach.
1: That's correct. Uh, I was, uh, I guess, about 3 o'clock, 3.30 or so, uh, Coach Knight called me, and he just let me know that uh, he was stepping down as a football coach at Albany. Uh uh, the way he made it sound was uh, he's going to stay and teach, but uh, he, he's pretty much done coaching. Uh, he said, I get to be a, uh, uh, when the bell rings now, I get to go home. Uh, and he's planning on spending some time with his family and, and racing cars with his dad. That's uh, that's one of the things he, he does. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Coach Knight uh, likes to race cars. Uh, lots of times when I call him on Saturday morning, that's what he was doing. He's in the garage working on cars. There you go. So uh, that that's going to be something for him. So, uh They'll be looking for a a, a new coach here. Uh, Kim Freeman, who's the principal there, emailed me and she's uh, she said she'll be taking a leave starting June first, and Sammy Lakara is taking over as the principal. So she said he's going to be in charge of this hire. So uh, we will keep you guys posted of what's going on. I talked to, uh got an email from from Miss Freeman, and I talked to uh, Mr. Lakara on the phone for a, a bit, and uh, they're going to keep us posted on, on what's going on, and we will keep you you guys. Uh, abreast of what's happening there. Sure. So, well, thank you, Rob. Uh, guess that you was quick, ch- huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess you could check out now. Uh, so just uh, folks be on the lookout. Of course, we'll have uh, results and, and and photos from these summer leagues as these kids uh, get prepped for next school year. Moving over to David. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, let's just jump into it. Tiki Tubing has elected to shut it down for the 2022 season uh, on the heels of we talked about last week uh, Mr. John Four uh, and his uh, sexual battery charge, as well as uh, the Hilliard family's lawsuit against Tiki Tubing. Uh, the announcement to close came on uh, or after the announcement uh, that his wife, Patricia, had been arrested as well. Give us a little bit of a walkthrough on that.
2: yeah, that was that was news uh, last week. Friday, I believe, um, where, yes, Patricia Ford, the co-owner of Tiki Toobin, wife of John Ford, she was arrested. Uh, it stemmed. Uh, she also was charged with se- sexual battery. Uh, separate incident from her husband, though. The sheriff's office wanted to make that clear. These are two separate investigations, separate crimes, uh, or alleged crimes, excuse me. And this complaint, uh, whereas John Ford's investigation started from a complaint that was received earlier this month. This complaint against Patricia Ford goes back to 2019 and uh of Jason Lord in a statement kind of mentioned that he felt like that the case wasn't investigated as diligently as it should have been after uh it kind of like uh was reawakened after news of John Ford's arrest. So so they uh decided to uh investigate this further. They're conducting all new interviews and uh just trying to I guess more thoroughly investigate these these accusations it gets patricia for and as of last week tiki and tiki TikiTubin was going to be open they had posted on their facebook page that tiki Tubin will open may 27th that was up for a few days and that was up even friday uh you know when i went through and posted the story i made i w- looked on their website and it was still up there tiki tuben open on may 27th and then monday uh, on their websites it says that they will not be opening, so they have reversed course from that. They cited the new rules that the council put in place and other complications. Uh, they didn't mention the legal issues, but I'm assuming that that's what other complications mean. Uh, that you know, the two sexual battery charges that each of the owners face, and then uh, you know a wrongful death lawsuit. So. They said it was just too it was almost impossible for them to operate this year, and uh, like we've talked about before, the council passed a few, uh, passed a new ordinance that had uh, some safety measures in place. Uh, you know, requiring requiring businesses to operate on the water to provide life vests, and it doesn't necessarily mean that each person has to wear one, but they have to provide one should someone want them. Because that was one of the issues in the hilliard family's lawsuit they said that they requested life vest and they were told that they could not receive one that they were only for children that adults wouldn't need them uh and then a few hours later mr keith hilliard uh drowned in the amy river so i mean that that's kind of uh so that was one of them i know that they had to provide an instructional video uh and kind of put signs on the amy kind of pointing out the the danger zones uh you know just some uh what Miss Hilliard referred to as common sense uh rules uh you know she had long said that she wasn't trying to shut down the business at all. she just wanted them to uh, to to just just let people know what what they're getting in for and that then that was one of her things was she felt like they were never given a chance that day um so yeah, but now uh, Tiki Tubin has made that announcement that they were that they would not be opening, and I believe. Uh, that their Facebook page has also been deleted. Cause I looked to see if that post was still up there and I could not find it nor a Tiki Facebook page So they've, it seems that they've taken down the page and, uh, you know, the there's no calls go unanswered to the business. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess as of right now, they're just kind of going to with this legal process play out before they make a decision on their business. It didn't, they didn't say that they were permanently permanently closing, but, uh, kind of got that feeling from the statement that was on their website that it sounds like that that's a possibility that they might be permanently closed. And so we'll we'll just wait to see how this whole process plays out to see if they'll reopen again.
0: Yeah. And as you were talking through that, I pulled out my phone and it does appear that their Facebook page is gone. Yeah. Because uh, I, fo- I follow them and and it wouldn't even appear on my search. So that's uh, very interesting as they navigate those uh, legal processes getting into um a piece of interesting and good news um which was brought to us by a 21st judicial district judge lot to yeah. talk there uh Brian Abels uh there is going to be a veterans assistance court uh, yes. that is coming uh, to the 21st judicial district mm-hmm. and um yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry guys it's it's a mouthful I I got to work through it so Anyway, uh tell us a little bit about what the purpose of that court's going to be.
2: Yeah, this is uh this was something that justices or judges in Livingston Parish have been working for for a few years. Uh this is a veterans treatment court. It's going to handle uh cases involving involving uh veterans. Uh it's you know it, it's a way just to just to kind of help veterans who find themselves in uh, legal issues, just to kind of help them navigate those waters, get stuff, get charges, certain charges off their record. I have to say that there are certain charges that they will not be, will not let them qualify for the program, of uh, violent crimes, that sort of thing. Uh, they will not be able to qualify for the program, but nonviolent offenses, uh, some drug charges, that sort of thing. This is just a way to allow them, to uh complete an 18 month program that could get them could get this off their record. Uh and that's that's been the this program has been a goal for some of the judges. Uh Judge Brian Abels, he talked about how he first learned of this program while uh attending a, a high school football game. A veteran came up to him and said, Hey, why don't y'all do something like this? And he had never heard of it. So he did some research and realized, oh, this is something I want to do. Uh Chief Justice Brenda Ricks She talked about this uh, when she was elected chief justice in 2021, that she wanted to get a veterans treatment court up and running. And it took a long time. Uh, She said she was told no a bunch uh, over and over again. And uh, I mean, judging by they, they were able to secure a grant to get this to get this program funded but the odds were heavily against them they got one of 10 grants awarded in the entire country uh so that just kind of shows how hard it is to to get this sort of program up and running and but they were they got it they uh expect it to begin sometime this summer hopefully but right now the biggest thing is they need mentors part of the program is this is a a mentorship program where you have other veterans who mentor the veterans that are facing these criminal charges and that's kind of uh as judge abel said kind of the mentors are there to help keep them on the straight and narrow just kind of keep them uh keep them doing what they should be doing so that that's really what they're looking for right now is mentors and uh you could You could uh, apply to be a mentor by going to uh, the 21st Judicial District's website. Yeah, that is a tongue twister. Uh, So you can uh, can be a mentor that way. But that's really the only thing to keep this from really launching Livingston Parish. I know they said in Tangipahoa Parish they got a good response, but now they're trying to get the word out in Livingston because it covers the three parishes of uh, Livingston, Tangipahoa, and St. Helena. Judge Abels will preside over the court in Livingston Parish and Judge Dykes will preside over the court for Tangibahoe and St. Helena. But yeah, like I said, right now they need mentors. So you can go to their website, apply to be a mentor. And uh but yeah, it's just something that they all said that they've really been wanting to do and now they can find now they finally see the fruits of that labor coming true. And I mean it's pretty amazing that you get one of ten federal grants that were awarded in the entire country. And this is one of only I believe four courts like this in the state, and there's uh, 40-something districts, I believe. I can't can't remember the exact number of districts, but one of only four courts like this in the state, so uh, so something special that locally we have here. Sure.
0: So, yeah, uh, big news there. Be on the lookout. Uh, As you and I were discussing, uh, Judge Brian Abels wants to uh, come sit down here and, and talk more about it and about the process uh but it's kind of a last minute deal as to when they're going to get the money so we'll let y'all know uh when they'll be coming in uh or when the the court will be coming in to talk about that uh now last but certainly uh, not least I uh, told you guys this would be a quick show uh want to talk about uh, a real quick announcement that the state is not going to require the covid vaccine as part of sort of the vaccine series that you must have uh in um children for schools
2: yes. yeah that's uh but we'll, we'll see if that comes up again. Uh, you know, it's, uh, this has been one of the topics the last two years since whenever the vaccine came out, uh, if they would ever require it in school children. And uh, as of right now, for the, for the next school year, it will not be on the scheduled list of shots that students need to get. Uh, the Department of Health made that announcement last week. They said that they were kind of hoping that it would have you know, it would have received full FDA approval for children, which would have been allowed them to put it on there. But since it has not yet, they made the decision to not, you know, just to just to not put it on that schedule. But they also wanted to make it clear that they do believe that the covid vaccinations protect kids. Uh, Governor John Bell Edwards said that in the statement as well, because uh, right now it is uh, the covid vaccine is authorized fully full FDA approval for people 16 and older. But only emergency use for people five to fifteen. So, uh, so right now they, you know, they didn't want to. You you don't know how it's going to. You have to give parents time to get these shots. If they were to, if it were to have been in place by now, full FDA approval for kids five to fifteen, possibly they would have went ahead with it. But you know, to get even if it were to be approved the next month or so, that doesn't really give parents enough time to, to you know, to get their kids vaccinated. Those who have not been, and I mean. Children are you know obviously the least vaccinated group in the state uh last I checked was around a quarter of kids five to uh twenty five percent of kids five to seventeen are uh fully vaccinated so so yeah i mean that would that would be a lot you know a lot of parents would need to would be needing to get their kids vaccinated or obviously there would have been the exemption form that uh is available for all vaccines so That would also been a possibility but yeah as of right now it will not be required for the next school year and they kind of mentioned that in the school board meeting that uh there's one less i guess headache you could say that uh local school officials will have to deal with not having to worry about another vaccine especially one that has gotten uh more attention than probably any other vaccine
0: sure sure so uh quick show today don't think it'll be that quick next week yeah i would invite anyone uh listening to this please go back to yesterday you can find it on our Facebook page or our website at www.livingstonparishnews.com dot com backslash podcast. Mister Gray over here sat down for your second or third podcast interview that. Oh no, done this it. is my first. This was your first. This okay. Was,
2: this was my yeah. Uh, I was about to say something inappropriate, but it, nah, whatever. Um, this is my cherry popper, so we're good. <laughs> he said it anyway. He went. He went I, to was, like, I was. This is it. This is it. The, yeah. fir,
0: the first thing I thought was uh, uh, you always remember your first. Yeah. So yeah
2: so, so the, yeah, uh, well, yeah, well yeah, uh, send in your uh, criticism if you like. I will take it all because yeah, that was a it was a little nerve wracking, but you know this it's uh, it was an important issue though, so it was it was necessary.
0: Yeah, but. I would invite you guys to go uh, take a listen to that or watch it. Uh, they were talking about the development uh, coming to Livingston Parish, which is a hot button issue at the moment, and definitely going to be a hot button issue tomorrow night at the Parish Council, or I guess or uh, tonight tonight yeah. since we are releasing this on Thursday. Uh, so please keep an eye on some of the stories coming out tomorrow Did we say night. who it was with? Uh, it was with President Late Okay, Rich. I didn't know yeah, if we yeah, said yeah. that just I, now or not. I, I okay. did say that, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. I was distracted by my comment. So. There, <laughs> you just <laughs> totally derailed <laughs> yeah. yourself. I like it. All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but please, I do invite you guys to go back and watch that. Uh, David did a great job. Uh, and there's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so it's about 26 minutes. Uh, exactly. Tr- uh, Yep. Trying to keep try, We always try to keep it under 30. We respect you guys' time. So at any rate, let's let these guys introduce themselves. And this time we'll start with Rob because we made him sit there.
1: Yeah, that's him. We're all right. Hey, this is Rob D'Armond, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News. And
2: this is David Gray, news writer with the Livingston Parish News.
1: And
0: my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us for the Livingston Parish News weekly show. This is Group Therapy where I get to sit down with these two and talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. One last time, we appreciate you joining us, and we will see you next time.